Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 356 for Tuesday, July the 15th, 2014. So nice to see you. My name is Robbie Ferguson. And my name is Eric Kidd. I'm also known as Eric Kidd. Sits <laughs> on the screen there. Yeah! You hold up a few cards of it. How you been, buddy? I have been just fabulous. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Hey, listen, tonight we are going to, uh, well, we've got a full mailbag, and this happens when we get so many questions, we just don't know what to do with ourselves, but do a viewer question extravaganza. So if you've sent in a question, you want your answers, make sure you stick around. We are going to go through, and it's a lot of fun because uh, not only is, it, is there the witty banter. Witty. The host, witty however, banter. we also, you never know what the topic of the show is going to be. I don't even know yet because Eric hasn't read the questions. So I see a box of chocolates over there. We could talk about We could get get those get into those hmm. Hmm. no they're a little far away yeah that was poor planning what's coming up hey i'll tell you what's coming up in the newsroom i got my way cool glasses check this out okay i probably don't need the lights down nice. here okay um well here's what's coming <laughs> up can i call you elton <laughs> <laughs> all right trading of sync technology shares has been halted by u.s authorities it's not a Raspberry Pi 2, but Model B Plus released Monday includes two new USB ports, a move to micro SD, and better power management. BBC Worldwide appeals to fans of Doctor Who not to watch footage that has been leaked online. And last but not least, Linux support arrived for Chrome Remote Desktop. These stories are coming up later in the show, so stick around. Nice, yeah, don't go anywhere. Because this hour is going to be more fun than an extra hour in the ball pit. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells Eric Kidd and your host Robbie Ferguson Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone First. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. We're getting ready to move into Studio D, and we want to make Category 5 look as good as can be. For a short time only, get your hands on a limited edition Category 5 Technology TV t-shirt or hoodie from Teespring. Hurry and place your order while supporting the show you love. You've only got until July 28th, and these are limited edition shirts. Once they're gone, they're gone. For this and other ways to support the Studio D project, visit cat5.tv slash studio. This is Category 5 Technology TV. So nice to have you here tonight. I see lots of people joining us in the chat room. If you're not already there, make sure you get into Category 5 on Freenode. Do it. All right. Category 5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. I would like to uh, once again just reach out and say thank you to all of you uh, viewers at home and, and uh, people from all around the world who have been supporting Category 5. Really, really been excited about Studio D uh, and the fact that Category 5 is finally getting out of the house and into a proper studio space. Okay. Um, your contributions really are, are needed uh, because we're, you know, we have, of course, the expense of the move itself. Uh, and when I say that, there's stuff that goes into building a new studio and a new space be it furniture and just the miscellaneous things like needing to have a coffee maker, which I got, by the way. Ooh. So next oh, time nice. you're on the show from Studio D, coffee will be fresh. 
We've got new Category 5 mugs, which are available at shop.category5.tv if you want to see them. They're awesome. Um, And uh, just really, really excited to be uh, finally, you know, here we are, almost season eight. Wow. We're going to be in a a nice, big, larger studio space. Um, If you haven't seen the videos cat5.tv slash studio there are some videos there of all the things that have been going on and day five I was there pulling out drywall by hand. That's not like you Robbie. Yeah it was a lot of work and I and I really hurt myself. I'm not used like to I'm, seeing any dirt under your fingernails. You're, yeah, you're kind of an office boy. That's kind of like yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I don't really get out and do a whole lot of cardio. I was also going to say you know on top of all those thank yous from us, uh, you know, Mrs. Robbie Ferguson, a.k.a. Becca, says thank you very much for all the help. She wants us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that's true enough. For sure. I mean, my family's growing. You, you've seen yes. Tally. She's nine years old now. And to have a family room would be a, a pretty amazing thing because that's basically what we're broadcasting wow. out of right now. So that'll give us a lot more floor space. So. <laughs> Good times. Nice to see everybody. Uh, don't forget, get into the mobile website. If you're on a mobile device, m.cat5.tv will get you there, or just scan that QR code, and we've got a, a great uh, version 4 beta that is uh, underway. You can actually <laughs> Are we going to start on. this again? We're going to start this. Beta? Beta. Beta's a fish. I had the discussion okay. last week with Erica, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out the, uh, the color saturation and everything here while we're live on the fly. Can we do that? I think we can. Um, Erica and I were talking about your your giving me a hard time over kilometer. What? It is kilometer. Every time I hear kilometer, I not kilo, I, kilo, kilo. They're equal syllables. However, I do think because of the way the mainstream media have approached such things that we've yes. lost that battle. But the it would kilo-me- be like you know, kilometer, like kilogram. Yeah, you know, as opposed to micrometer, which is a unit so, for measuring. You have your phone here? I do have my phone. Is this a a mobile? Well, it would be mobile. Mobile. Mobile phone. So do you say snowmobile? No, no, no. Uh Um, There there are certain words that are pronounced differently in different contexts, and the same spelling can sound different like you can, sp- you can you can you can you can spitometer you know you wound the band-aid around the wound same spelling you know the english language is a challenge for young fellows like you it's and i know i understand I know. your challenges but <laughs> <laughs> i'm here to help thanks buddy no but seriously <laughs> you probably say demo instead of demo no i don't do that okay that would be weird <laughs> are you glad i came back i'm so happy H- to have see you here. have you missed me I have. I think that the viewers at home have missed you. It's been a long time. What have you been up to? Seriously. I've been playing guitar. I've been fixing guitars. I've been teaching guitar. I've been playing a bit of hockey, playing a little bit of baseball. Everywhere I go, you're on the stage. Somewhere. I was even at a strawberry festival recently. We just went on Canada Day. We went to the strawberry farm to pick strawberries. And there's Eric Kidd, the band, up on the stage. It was nice having uh, male harmony vocals. Uh, Your bass player was there. Oh, Steve, my my good buddy Steve Ayers was there playing all the low notes and singing all the high ones. He's Mm -hmm. he's a great, uh, great singer. That was a nice touch. It was was nice to come and, and see you play, so... Yeah, we had uh, we had a great time, and we we ate some strawberries. Steve uh, bought a fabulous strawberry rhubarb pie while he was there, and just ate it with got a fork. trouble for spending so much money when he got home. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. Good time out. Yeah. So what are we doing now? Well, data versus data in the chat room, and and it boils down to Doctor Pulaski. I believe it's data. Data is a name. Here's the no no data is the da- the stuff that is data data isn't data are data by uh, nature is plural plural data uh, yeah. datum or datum is one little bit of data you just said datum or datum yeah so either Actually, you know, correct you know you know I'd probably let you away with 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 data, data. database uh, just by common usage I, I I'd database. go with that yeah yeah all right. but so but, then kilometer. Speedometer. I know. I, I'm, I'm agreeing that we've lost. Exactly. And just by virtue of your argument, you just approved, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> agreed with me. Speedometer is something that measures something. So that's why I call it speedometer. That's why a thermometer is something that 
measure something. Kilometer is something to be measured. It's a unit of measure, not an instrument for measuring. He's lost me. I thought so. There we go. How do we look? There we go. <laughs> we got the blues. <laughs> but I got hot glasses. They are pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, listen, uh, we were talking about these Beltone hearing aids uh, just before the show, because they're, they're great. Uh, we've got some of these to give away. Beltone Canada and Category 5 TV have teamed up. We want to help you with hearing troubles, whether it's you or a loved one. Uh, we are giving away a pair of Beltone first hearing aids. They're quite possibly the most sophisticated hearing aids on the planet. We're going to even provide the fitting and the programming of your new hearing aids. It's a prize worth $7,000. Visit cat5.tv slash hearing to find out how you can qualify. Cat5.tv Well, I wouldn't bother because I've been a road musician most of my adult life and my hearing. How's your hearing? You know, pardon? Actually, no, seriously, I do an awful lot of that, but I'm not quite willing to try a hearing aid because I think it may change the way things sound on stage. I don't know. I've never tried such a thing, but but I do find find myself going, huh, pardon? An awful lot. An awful lot. Gotcha. That's starting to kick in, is it? It's it's annoying many of the folks around me. Are those grays? Hey, easy. It's a lot of grays. That's just in the side. The beard I shaved off. I'm looking at the side. Yeah, this looks nice. You look 10 years younger. How's that? Wow. We have a ton of your questions to get through. I think maybe if we get started on that, and we'll we'll just kind of play the show by ear and have a fun time. Nice to see people in the chat room. As I mentioned, uh, let's uh, give a couple name drops. I see Mr. Naturopathy. Nice to see you, sir. Senor Wences. And Kyoshi Ninja. Great to see you. Tennessee Frank. Jot. And JLM, Whiskey Zero, <laughs> greets from over here in Canada. Good to Way see over you. here in Canada. DJ Quad and Cool Dude. Cool Dude. Mm-hmm. So where would you like me to start, Robbie Ferguson? Start randomly. Start right here at the bottom. All right. Okay. Here is a question from Ace Tone. I've got a hey. question or comment. Okay. Question... Hi, I just finished watching you, your YouTube video titled Creating an Online TV Show with Telestream Wirecast and Multiple 1080p Webcams and have a couple of questions about the camera setups. Specifically, you detailed the use of separate USB 3 cards, one for each camera, to allow you the ability to isolate the processing of each signal from overloading the bus. But I'm curious if you've ever used a 5-port 1080p video HDMI switch wherein one could simply select a different source camera simply by pressing the remote controller selection, i.e. button 1 equals camera 1, button 2, camera 2, etc., or so on. the concern I have with this is whether or not this would eliminate the bus overload issues. Hopefully seeing the HDMI switch only as a single video source slash feed. Any thoughts? Did you try this previously? And did it fail? Or please let me know. Thank you in advance. Okay. KR Jason A. KR Jason A. All this talk about switches. That's a useless box. Oh, Flip the switch. That's very nice. <laughs> Just a second here. Let me see that again. <laughs> that is a useless box. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Here's my thinking about this. You've got, and it's a fabulous idea. I know, because I had the same thought way, way back in the day. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so the thinking here, folks, is that, okay, we're using software such as Wirecast to broadcast. Why not instead have a single source feed, like, say, uh, you know, like a flash feed uploading up to YouTube or something, and use one of those physical switches, a physical switch box to switch your HDMI source as a camera switcher? There are a couple of problems with that. Now, first of all, of course... There's the fact that if you've got five inputs, if it's a physical toggle switch, you've probably got to go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. If it's not physical, it's going to be digital, and and usually it cycles through from A to D, right? So A, B, C, D, E, whatever. 
and it, you push that, and it's going to go to the next one, and the next one, and the next one. So in this scenario, you've got a Black Magic Intensity Pro card, a capture card in your computer, and that card is going to be the single input for all cameras because they are attached to this switch. That's the hypothesis. That sounds good. And he pronounced it correctly. But oh. it, <laughs> but in, in practice, here's what happens. <coughs> Those switches are built for your what? Your computer? No. HDMI switch. Any guesses? For your TV so you for can switch inputs. And there's... I bet you there's a bit of time between... A bit of time. A bit of time. And, and now over it, you. And what does a bit of time do? Because <coughs> with a computer, a computer input, HDMI is not hot swappable, right? You can't safely hot swap a cable because what does Microsoft Windows do if you're broadcasting from Windows? Blue screen of death, right? And you know what that is? You do. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It takes me back to Windows 98. So with those switches, unfortunately, as it moves from camera to camera, it may work the first couple times, and then suddenly Windows crashes. Because basically what you're doing is you're hot-swapping the HDMI cable. Because it's built for a TV, it doesn't always have an active signal. So basically the signal dies as it switches. There are HDMI switches which have an active signal so that it's always sending a signal to the TV, or in this case, a Blackmagic Intensity Pro input. But they're going to be much more expensive, and it's hard to really you know, determine before you buy it whether or not it's going to work. I think that if you, if you just need to switch cameras once in a while, that's okay. Here, I mean, hey, Eric, how you doing? All right. I'm doing damn. Well, and let me oh. tell you, right? And switching back and forth and doing all this kind of stuff. Doing that kind of thing on a, an HDMI switcher, obviously you don't get the lower third kind of effects and things that we have. Uh, but also it, you could potentially crash your broadcasting system. So it's not likely to work very well, if at all. It's unfortunate because I, I do think if you're onto something, it's a great idea to have a physical switcher. Now you can get, and Blackmagic makes them too, and lots of companies make them, and uh, I guess ATEM makes them, and you know there there are tons of different products out there. Basically, it's like a mixer console for video as opposed to audio, uh-huh. right? So that you can switch between video sources. But again, by then you've already spent more than the software. You might as well have just bought Telestream Wirecast and a couple of USB cards. But then you run into other problems because USB is very CPU intensive. So even if you're running on separate buses and things don't go up, every USB device that you plug into your computer uses CPU. So that can be problematic because if you've got three, four USB HD cameras streaming 1080p video to your computer, even though the bus may be able to keep up, your CPU may be sitting at 100% and you might not be able to broadcast. So. That's one of the problems that you can run into. So what we do here at the studio, we, we compromise. We, do, we are using a webcam over, uh, we go into a powered hub so that it's not drawing power from the computer because we don't want to max out the power on the uh, USB ports on the computer. It's a good high-end powered hub, uh, and I'll give you the links for that in the show notes for episode number 356. Um, from there, it goes into the computer and into the USB 3 bus. And we have one camera, and we're able to switch digitally. I can zoom in on Eric, and I can zoom in on me because it's a 1080p source, and our show is only 720p. So I can do that without losing any quality on the, on the video itself. So that's how we manage right now, but we will eventually be switching over completely to either HDMI or ideally BNC uh, would be the way to go because then you can get longer lengths without, again, that problem where HDMI drops the signal and your computer crashes. I hate when that happens. Yes. Hello, Popey! Is that Popey? Yeah. That was Popeye with an E on the end. Yeah, I'm going to call him Popeye. See okay. if he likes it. See how that goes for me. All right. He doesn't know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post that in the chat lot in the show notes. <laughs> You sound like you're dying over there. Have you, oh, it's been a rough. Down with it? It's been a rough couple of days. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. Hope that uh, helps. Yeah. Thanks for the question. You did this on purpose, didn't you? 
I did. What is it? Because I've been hassling you about pronunciation. Yeah. Or you probably say pronunciation. I don't know. Pronunciation. But, okay, good. Is this Manjaro or how do I pronounce that? Or is that That's, Manjaro? That sounds right. I've been saying Manjaro. Oh. How is it said, folks? It looks like a Manjaro. Yeah, it could be. And But then I don't know how XFC is. But then is. you're going to say it's not Jot, it's Yacht. And then, well, no, no, he corrected me. He corrected me once. It is Jot. Wonderful. I've... But I, I learned another point for Robbie. But Robbie doesn't, you know. He'll be saying beta till <laughs> till the show's into episode eight thousand and twenty five. Beta to me is an old VCR from the eighties. Okay. So anyway, we have a question here Different from thing. good old Tennessee Frank. All right. Who, uh, hey Tennessee <coughs> Frank. Yes, who is uh, apparently quite a Windows ninety eight fan. Um <laughs> Kyoshi <laughs> Ninja remembers OST, OS2 Warp. Okay. And, 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 and he's hassling me about no beard. Yeah, I can't uh, blame him for that. I, uh, I wanted to see, uh, you know, how handsome I was underneath all that fuzz. That hockey Pretty stick scar is still handsome. looking kind of nasty, eh? That was a hockey stick. Okay, here's a viewer question from young Tennessee Frank. I wonder where he lives. Running Manyaro, is that office? And Gnome with both okay, using so kernel okay, 3.1. So he said running Manjaro. Uh, Jot's got it says Manjaro is Kilimanjaro. Oh. Okay. The mountain. Oh. So Manjaro. Kilimanjaro. Thank you, Jot. Okay, continue. Now we know. He can be taught. Oh, and a big thank you to uh, Angela for the use of these fine glasses. You don't uh, say those are a woman's glasses. Oh, I wouldn't say that out loud, but. That's where I got them. Running Manjaro office, or Manjaro Thanks, office, Angela, and Kilimanjaro office, and GNOME, with both using kernel 3.12, I have Bluetooth support, but if I upgrade from 3.12 to 3.15, I lose Bluetooth support. Whoa! Now, here's the crazy part. That was crazy enough for me. I was like, that, that was like crazy. crazy. If I install kernel 3.10, where I still have Bluetooth support, <laughs> then upgrade crazy? to kernel 3.15, I still have Bluetooth support. Is this a question or is there, there a riddle in here? <laughs> I have no clue, neither do we, um, as to why this is. Do you have any idea why moving from 3.10 to 3.15 keeps Bluetooth support working, but going from 3.12 to 3.15 doesn't? Thanks. Your old pard, as in partner, Tennessee Frank. No idea. <laughs> Couldn't follow all those numbers. Isn't 3.15 a, uh, like a testing unstable kernel? Oh, it's a beta version. It's a beta. Beta. <laughs> beta. Beta. Well, it's not better than the last one. Mm. Oh, Is it beta? Do they make betas? No, it's like a testing. It's not stable, right? So I suppose you could run into odd little stable. issues. I'm absolutely unstable. <laughs> um, but I, without actually sitting there and troubleshooting it i will just simply say hey i'm glad that you found a workaround by installing 3.0 and we'll pass that along to other folks go back revert back to 3.10 before you go up to 3.15 and then it seems to work but that is weird um also well i guess you know that's all i would say on that could just be the fact that it's a testing kernel and and you know i tend to stay within the branch of the the stable kernel so i don't run into a lot of problems with like that and so maybe that's a part of it um sometimes when you get into the testing stuff uh if you're running a you know uh, if you're running debian sid then you're going to run into problems plain and simple but they're going to probably self-resolve themselves why that has occurred it's got to have something to do with modules that are active or not active in the 3.12 or 3 was it 3.13 kernel whatever version yeah 3.12 one two went okay. to 3.15 lost bluetooth so there must be went a 3. back to 3.10 went to 3.15 disabled in that kernel moving up to or something along those lines hmm. there could be a kernel of truth to that i heard something about it being crazy and that's right Okay, we have a, a question from M. Lewis. Uh, I was talking with Jot in the chat room. Well, there's your mistake right there on how to turn off Wi-Fi with uh, Zorin OC. OS. Uh, 
Well, they put OC. Yeah. Yeah. Meant Zorn OS. Okay. And anyway, Jot said to ask you. So I want to turn oh, off Wi-Fi on my laptop and use Zorn and key on keyboard F2 and F uh, function key. Turn Wi-Fi off on Windows. How do I do this? As I need to get internet from cable as Wi-Fi is no good here. Too much interference from other uses. Um, I use some uh, main adapters to plug in main internet from cable and plug the other adapters in another room and plug internet cable from that device to the computer. I need to turn Wi-Fi off to test, then use um, use that to get the internet in this room. As okay, okay. so and and his wife has uh, is blind and doesn't want to be tripping over cables, so. That makes sense. That uh, really makes a lot of sense. Hmm, that's an odd one, though. Like, I can't imagine not being able to get a fairly decent Wi-Fi signal unless, like, unless your Wi-Fi channels are just absolutely saturated. But have you tried things like changing the channel in the Wi-Fi router, for example? Rather than using auto, find one that's not in use, maybe in the higher end, like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 kind of range, and see if that gives you a better signal, just in case somebody's phone is conflicting or something like that. As far as uh, getting your cable to work, I don't it didn't make a mention of the the brand or model of the laptop, eh? So, no, did not. I know HPs, for example, sometimes have uh, a BIOS setting that will automatically turn off um, the Wi-Fi if you plug in an Ethernet cable, and that can be problematic if there aren't kernel drivers for that particular feature. Or, you know, silly things like that. So, in which case, if you plug in the cable and reboot the computer, then it might be working no. on the cable. For example, but uh, what I would, it sounds like you're just testing out Zorn OS, just figuring out how to get it up and running. If your function key isn't working, then it's quite possible that the particular kernel or the, the, the even the distribution just isn't made for that computer, and that, that's okay. Uh, I've had problems with Zorn OS on some systems, and on other systems, it is amazing. I mean, we've got it on uh, on uh, Sasha Dermatis's laptop, and she loves it. But I had some tro- trouble getting some of the things set up. I saw Sasha today. Yeah. I have not seen her smiling face in a while. She's looking great. She looked happy. She'll be in next week, right? She's going to be here next week, yeah. That's Looking nice. forward to okay. seeing her, too. Um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, is it... Is there something that's holding you at Zorn OS? And I only ask that because if you're experimenting, if you're trying to find a distro, um, why not try a couple of different distros with a live CD so that you can test it without installing? Uh, Try, uh, go through and talk to the community and see what ones that they recommend um, and, and see what one works best with your hardware. Sometimes, unfortunately, there are proprietary things about laptops, and it happens a lot because the uh, drivers are closed source by the manufacturer. Somebody who has access to that hardware that knows Linux fairly well could probably get it working, uh, but as uh, you know, a, a, a new user to Linux, possibly, I'm not sure where your level of expertise is with Linux, but um, it, it can be very, very challenging to learn how to find the you know which modules it is that are missing things like that um, so it takes some experimentation and some distros especially those that promote the fact that they come with non-free things so i think zorn os is one of those um, there are other distros as well and i'll let the chat room kind of touch on that um, you may have better luck with a different distro it's possible don't know enough about your computer though to to be able to tell so. all right we have a question here from Richie P. from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Richie P. Question. I found your episode number 307 on creating an ISO of my current system for installation within Linux using VirtualBox. Interesting. This is what I want to do. I have gone to the website and looked for show notes for 307 and the follow-up episode, but cannot find them. Where are they? Ah, let me go to... This is just a real quick thing, rss.cat5.tv, and you mentioned uh, 307. And you'll see that sometimes show notes say, no, the show notes are not yet available. Uh, Let's go down to 307. That's going way back. Usually I'm not that bad. 
But yes, I see in among all the, yep, show notes, show notes, show notes, there's 307. And unfortunately, there just simply are no show notes typed up for that. So what I will do for you is make a note. 307. handwrite the notes. Show notes. But if there's any particular question that you have specifically, something you're looking for, don't mind him. He's dying. Um, if you need a break... <laughs> there is a water there, but take a break. I'll I'll take the show for no, just a no, minute. I'm okay. There's Kleenex over there and stuff, and I think you'll be all right. Uh, oh, would this help? Oh, a candy. Candy. I just keep keep them there. See just what in kind case. of candy that is. That's a. Uh, Ooh, it's a halls. A halls. Yeah, all right. Right. that might help. I think I can try that. What happens? And I'll tell you what happened there. That was. Episode 307 back in August, August 6th of 2013, uh, my wife and I went to the cottage that week. Ah. And so life just interfered with getting the show notes up for you, and that sometimes happens. And I do my best to get caught up, but unfortunately it didn't happen with that episode, so I will make that a priority for you. Email me if you've got specific questions, though, about that episode, and I'll give you a hand. Boy, that smells good. I'm not sharing. Breathe on me. <laughs> okay, here's one from our good friend Agamotto. Hey, Agamotto! Oh, before we get into Agamotto's question, let's. I think it was just a comment. Oh. Okay, take the comment and then we're going to do the news. You're going to do the news. I'm going to take a break. Sorry, I missed out on the show, but I will catch up oh, sometime All right. in the next week. That was regarding the uh, Studio D show. Fun. Congrats yes. on taking possession. Oh, Thank and you. remember, Robbie, Faith manages. Cheers. Namaste. Randy. Okay. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it very, very much. Very excited about Studio D. What's not to be this? excited about? I, I'm I know. putting on the special... Uh, oh, hey. You got a new phone? I got a new phone. What's that about? That's not a BlackBerry. It's not. And you know what? That is a giant Samsung it's Android a, device. It's an S5. It's the nice. latest and greatest. And you know what? I got to tell you. It's... Uh, Pretty darn awesome. I love Blackberry. <laughs> How's that? I love. Can you have that? Mm. I love Blackberry. Yeah, I'll and, have it. Yeah, give it to me. You know, this it. is an amazing machine, and the camera's fabulous. That's like tablet and, size. That's and awesome. you know, for the visually impaired, <laughs> it, it's great. <laughs> the battery lasts about half a day, though. It's horrible. That's excellent compared to my iPod Touch. My Blackberry, I could get a day and a half out of it. Five. Yeah, but it's a Blackberry. It doesn't do anything. Did everything and more than I needed. This, I don't know. I'm, I'm. You getting used to? I, I need somebody to, to tell me how to, uh, without going to grayscale screens to save my batteries. <laughs> yeah, you know. They Can suggest, you do that? Okay, yeah, turn off your apps. Well, I bought it because it did these things. You know. Sure. You know, turn off the bright screen. Well, I need the bright screen, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. I will warm up to it perhaps. Okay. Stick it on a charger. What do you think? Seriously, my iPod, if I... Oh, I'm wearing the cool glasses. If I unplug it from the charger and check my email once, it will warn me that the battery is dying. 20, oh, whoa. 20% left, and then it yeah, dies. Yeah, but yours isn't a week old. No, but it's only a year old. It's it's ridiculous. No. Oh. It's planned obsolescence is what that is. <laughs> Forcing people to upgrade. It won't be an, I, uh, an Apple device, that's for sure. Well... All right, you ready for it? We're going to tell you Take it away. all of the top stories from the Category Woo-hoo! 5 TV newsroom. I'm taking a picture of this. The U.S. Securities and Exchanges Commission, SEC, has suspended trading in sync technology after shares in the little-known social networking firm. <laughs> Search How do you make it work? Make oh, it? you want the lights on? Yeah, turn the lights on and continue. Actually, no, I was reading a, a, a book last night. It was great. <laughs> Lying in bed, reading this uh, Waging Heavy Peace Neil Young book, and it was kind of kind of... <laughs> That felt pretty cool. Neat. And I love the look. I was thinking of getting a <laughs> shirt and shorts to match. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This okay. is the worst show ever. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're going back to... Uh, back the to the little, news, of course. Yes. Okay. So the U.S. Securities and Exchanges Commission has suspended trading in sync technology after shares of the little-known social networking firm surged more than... 23,000% in the past month. That's a fairly <laughs> that large just jump. Screams. Documents up here, showed the firm, which is registered in Nevada, with an office in Belize City, Belize, had no revenue and one employee. 
Wow. Shares in Sync were traded in a lightly regulated over-the-counter exchange. The SEC halted trading until 24th of July. I'm getting in on that. You can't. I'm, it's too late. Well, right. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> Woo-wee. Are we having fun yet? Indeed. Okay. What is that? Well, the latest version of Raspberry Pi Linux computer, known as the Bottle B+, has just been released. The device went on sale today with the same $35 price tag as the Model B, but with a few additional tweaks and improvements designed to address the most frequent requests from Raspberry Pi tinkerers. Are you a tinkerer? The new edition should make Pi a more convenient and compelling platform to build upon as competition for developers of low-power devices grows. Founder of the Raspberry Pi Foundation, Eben Upton, said... It's not Raspberry Pi 2, but rather the final evolution of the original Raspberry Pi. And so the Model B Plus board retains many of the same core elements of its predecessor, but in a more coherent design. Uh, The Model B Plus retains the ARM-based Broadcam BCM2835 chipset, the 512 meg of RAM, and the 700 megahertz low-power ARM 1176 JZ-F applications processor, but replaces the uh, SD card in previous models with the more space-efficient microSD, which is still placed on the left-hand side of the device. The new model also comes with rounded corners and four mounting holes in a rectangular arrangement. The Raspberry Pi director of hardware, James Adams, said this should make it easier um, easier to plug boards in on top of the device. The B-plus has two more USB connectors uh, compared with the two found on the Model B, um, bringing the count to four ports in total. Handy for users that uh, want to uh, plug the keyboard, monitor, and a Wi-Fi dongle, too, for example. Hmm. Other notable changes are extra GPIO pins, which have been increased from the 26 on the Model B to 40 on the Model B-plus. While the newer model incorporates the previously separate audio and video ports into a single four-port jack, the Model B Plus also promises reduced power consumption between uh, 0.5 uh, watts and 1 watt, and better audio thanks to dedicated low-noise power supply in the audio circuit. Okay, so is anyone who has just bought a Raspberry Pi upset that an awesomer one came out? More awesomer. That sounds really awesomer. A lot awesomer. All right. So here we go. Footage from the new series of Doctor Who featuring the latest Time Lord Peter Capaldi has leaked on the internet six weeks prior to broadcast. Ouch. The And now you're leaking it? Oh, sorry. The incomplete material was in black and white, missing special effects, and heavily watermarked. BBC Worldwide said the breach was caused by a BBC office in the U.S. and urged fans not to use the material. The first episode of the new series is due to have its premiere premiere at a screening in Cardiff on 7th of August, after which the show's stars and executive producer Stephen Moffat will take it on a world tour leading up to the first TV broadcast. The opener will be screened on BBC One on the 23rd of August, while a minute-long trailer for the new series was screened on the channel during the halftime break during the World Cup final on Sunday night. BBC Worldwide made an apology for the leaked scripts last week and made a similar plea for anyone not to use the material or spoilers associated with it. I'll say. I I saw the trailer. looks amazing, I'll admit. I did not see it during a sports game. (laughs) Have you ever watched a sports game? I've heard of the Oh, you came out and watched me play hockey one time. sports, yeah. I saw you dancing around the ice. That was dancing, right? Well... Ice dancing. Ice dancing. Are you a Doctor Who fan? Who? You're making fun of me for not being a sports fan, so are you a Doctor Who fan? Well, it's easy to make fun of Doctor Who fans. Oh, sorry. I was kidding. Kidding, kidding, folks. (laughs) Do you guys want me to to destroy him right here? (laughs) After pushing Chrome remote desktop to mobile, Google has finally announced official beta Linux support for its remote access and administration product. Earlier this year, Chrome remote desktop support was extended from Windows and OS X to Android, 
allowing users of the extension to get more remote access to their Windows, Mac, and Linux desktops. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, from the Chrome browser. But while Google promised that iOS, uh, iOS, 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 yeah, iOS support would come later this year, at the time, at the time, there was no mention of equivalent support for remote access from a Linux machine. That changed with a recent update to Google support pages where it has included instructions for how to set up Chrome remote desktop support on some Linux distributions. As the page notes, the beta Linux program is limited to Debian and Ubuntu 12.04 or higher. So you can get the full stories at category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is uh, researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by Tennessee Frank and our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Belltone. Learn why Belltone is the choice of millions when it comes to fantastic hearing care. Check out Belltone first, a revolutionary made-for-iPhone hearing aid. Visit belltone.com or for a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 356. That's a bunch of shows, Robbie Ferguson. That is a bunch. All right, carrying on with our viewer question extravaganza. Keep them coming, folks. Okay. Hey, chat room. We're here. How about a question from Sick Demented from Windsor, Ontario? I would love to take a question from Sick Demented. Okay. Hi, I'm fairly new to Linux. I recently okay. installed Zorin OS 8. I'm not very technical, although I do know a small share. Zorin is no longer accepting my authentication password for updates, or when I try to change the automatic login settings, my password isn't accepted either. How can I fix this without doing a reinstall of Zorin? Any help would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so what's... Sorry, I admit... The Zen guy was giving Doctor Who fans a hard time in the chat room, and I was more focused on that. <laughs> the offense that I was taking. Okay. He's so got Zorin Zor OS, OS 8. It's not accepting authentication of the password. It's not accepting his password uh, when he's trying to do so, updates. And uh, he wants to know how to get by this without doing a reinstall. Yeah, of course. Uh, Sick Demented, it's... Okay, uh, we have to understand the relationship of your... <laughs> Your password. So you can log into the computer, right? But you can't become, you can't elevate yourself to super user. Have you created new users using the GUI? Like, did you create a new user and you're logging in as a different user? Because then if you try sudo, which elevates your user access for temporary time so that you can run commands, um, it, uh, you may not be a part of the group that is allowed to do sudo. I wonder if that's happened. Maybe need some more info. Sick Demented, are you in the chat room by any chance? Would love to. Uh, I, I don't see you by that alias anyways. Uh, I do see Eric Kidd in the chat room. Yeah, I haven't been playing much. Sick and Demented. Okay. No, that's a different guy. But I don't know. Uh, it could be so many different things. But I think if you've created a new user, that would be the first place. Can you let us know? Maybe let me know more information. I don't have enough. I'm not seeing a response in the uh, in the chat, so I don't think we have enough to go by. Um, the Zen guy says S uh, S U, and then space dash, which would elevate you to super user, like a root login kind of thing. But uh, in order to do that, your distro has to support um, login as root as opposed to sudo. I'm not sure. Zorin OS, I believe, is a sudo uh, based uh, distro. So, but either way, if you're not a member of the super user, uh, like the pseudoing group, you're going to have some problems, yeah. Let me know more, okay? Appreciate it. All right. What's up? Okay, so I was just, uh, somebody was, I, I'm thinking perhaps you uh, mispronounced. Uh, I don't do that. Gloucestershire, <laughs> or I'm not exactly, how, how, how did you pronounce that? Oh, I would probably have said probably something Gloucester. like Gloucestershire. I would have gone with Gloucester. Right? Gloucester? 
Gloss. Like Worcester? Gloss. Like Worcester sauce. I say Worcestershire. Wor- <laughs> yeah, well. There's a couple extra syllables when Robbie says it. Well, the, it looks like there could be. What I'll was it give we were you saying that. about the, the English language being crazy? It's crazy. If it's spelt Worcestershire, I say Worcestershire. <sighs> That's just me. Okay. I, I think it's just Gloucester, and I'm not even sure we say Gloc- Shire or Shire. Gloucester? Okay. Uh, we could go to uh, sorry, folks. Go over. You know, <laughs> hey, it was it was it was a viewer asking, not asking, more or less telling Correcting us. Correcting me? Yeah. Okay, so what have you found? Well, he's, let's he's see. over on Wikipedia. That's uh, <clears throat> Gloucestershire. 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 I don't even think we get an R sound there. There's a little speaker there. Can you click on that? Well, what does the speaker sound like? Gloucestershire. Gloss here, turn it way up. Gloucestershire. Right. According to Wikipedia. Gloucestershire. 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 There's not Gloucestershire. 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 Is that something? <laughs> oh, I had a flashback to the day we were doing the <laughs> recapture. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that alone. Let's move on to Thank you for correcting me. Kyoshi. I do my best, folks. You understand that. I know. Kyoshi Ninja. How's that? Kyoshi Ninja. Okay. Hello. This is a comment. Hey, Robbie. I just saw episode 351, iPhone case with 22 tools. I'm yes. sorry I missed it live because you read my postcard from Perth, Australia. Nice. During the show. Yay. Of course, I missed the show because I was traveling for work. Boo. As always, another great show. Anyway, cheers! I wanted to provide some additional info on my experience with Open ERP. Does that say thirteen pages? Okay, Open ERP. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay, okay. which, as you discovered on the show, just recently changed the name to Odoo. 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 So, are you folks interested in a uh, an ERP solution? Because Open ERP or Odoo. Sounds like a good place to start. This looks like a big... Uh, this is a I, I, I might have to read a whole tome here. Um, Summarize here, Kaioshi Ninja. Summary at the beginning of the email. This might be something that we can post. Yeah. So anyway, the, I wanted to provide some additional yeah. information. Okay, so he's doing that. Although, as you pointed out... Yeah, I'm not probably reading all of this, Robbie. <laughs> Dude, if you could see how long this email is. Hey, Kiyoshi nin- Ninja. Ki. Kiyoshi. Ninja. Kiyoshi Ninja. I, I, I said Nin. And we both ninja. said Kiyoshi. Ninja. Yeah, okay. So. Kiyoshi anyway, ninja. yes. So perhaps right. if you could uh, More corrections give us the Reader's time. Digest version of that, we'll uh, post the... Uh, well, Odoo is, a, uh, is what was OpenERP, and if you're looking for a, a very robust open source solution, there is... Uh, a free version for you, uh, the community edition, I guess, of the Odoo software. So do a quick search for it. Uh, check it out. And I guess what I'll what I'll have to do is post a, uh, for those of you who are interested. I'll post a text version of that email. Uh, sends the email, you know, private information, and uh, let you see what uh, what Kiyoshi Ninja was uh, was talking about. Well, young Tennessee Frank from Crossville, Tennessee, says howdy. He didn't say howdy. He I said, didn't. hey, Robbie. Yeah, and see, he's crew. being Canadian. I'm being, <coughs> being Tennessee. Hey, Robbie and crew. Had a question about blocking stuff on Google Plus that I just don't want to see. Where can I go so filter out stuff? I think that was where can I go to filter out stuff that I'm just not interested in. I've looked around but just can't find what I'm looking for. And maybe they're calling it something that just doesn't ring a bell. Anyway, thanks for all the great shows. See you in chat Tuesday night. I'm waving to the chat room. Your old pard, Tennessee Frank. Okay, so uh, Tennessee Frank is on Google+, Plus, getting a stream of crazy posts from all these people that are in his circles. And it's just a mess of info. So it's we think about like Facebook. Facebook, you can click on a post and you can say, I don't want to see this. They'll say, why don't you want to see this? And you say, because this is annoying. How do you stop annoying. all your f- 
goofy friends from sending your request to play Candy Crush or something. You say ignore requests from Candy Crush. Okay. But in this, if you're used to Facebook, Tennessee Frank, you know that there's the way to uh, hi. I don't want to see this is what they call it. That's the feature. And why don't you? And then it will disappear from your timeline. You never see any posts about it again. Google Plus doesn't work like that. It uses circles. And a circle is, they think of a circle of friends, right? Mm -hmm. So if I create a circle called friends and I put all of my friends in there, I'm going to have a ton of junk because everything that those friends say are going to be displayed when I'm looking at my, you know, my dash or whatever you call it on Google Plus, my, my, that's my circle, right? So instead I break it down into close friends, family, uh, and, and make it a little more specific and then you're not going to get as much of the bombardment of stuff that's irrelevant to you. And then you can kind of filter through it that way. Um, Google Plus is a hard one to follow because they're constantly changing and evolving the service and when they do they usually break stuff that used to work i despise that drives me nuts seriously the fact that i am stuck with a whole bunch of google plus accounts because they decided to integrate it directly into youtube and now i can't migrate all my youtube channels together i have to have separate google plus accounts drives me nuts that's just one of the things that they do you know and so it's hard to keep up and and so, truth be told, I'm not a big Google Plus fan. I, I use it, but um, that's mainly for the benefit of the viewers than for my own use. Um, but hopefully creating more specific circles will help you out. All right. And here's one from Cliff H. Hey, Cliff. How do you remove pre previous versions of Ubuntu, leaving Windows as is? And did you get your package yet? That's the package. That Thank is a useless page. box. That is absolutely useless and yet strangely entertaining. That's from solarbotics.com. Yeah. Think Geek, I think, sells those. So, um, Cliff H., thank you for the useless box. It's a real treat. My kids love it. My little boy, who's three, is so tickled pink that he figured out to do this. Now what happens? Oh, oh, that's way better. <laughs> that's what he figured out, and he gets a kick out of it every time. But um, couldn't we wire it so, you know, opens up, pours a little shot of scotch, close it back up again? Like hack it, hack yeah. the uh, useless box, but then it would be useful. Then it would be useful. Okay. I wouldn't mind putting a little kitten mitten on the, on the hand that comes out. <laughs> that would be kind of cute, like a paw. As far as removing previous versions of Ubuntu, okay, here's the scenario. Your drive is now, it's a Pi, and you've got partitions, and that Pi has been cut up into a Windows partition, possibly a couple of Windows partitions, a Linux partition for the uh, actual file system, a Linux partition for the swap. And so it's not necessarily a case of deleting Ubuntu, but instead perhaps a case of replacing with a different Linux distro. So you could, uh, here's a scenario, you could boot into um, a live CD, use gpart-ed to select the Linux partitions and simply delete them so that you b get back this whole long unused space. Then you can't boot your computer, okay? So then, with that unused space that you've now freed up by deleting the swap partition and the uh, Linux partition itself, which would be mounted to slash, or maybe you've got a home partition or a var partition, that's possible too. Once you've deleted those, you've got the, y the unused space. Then, go through the installer for another distro and install into unused disk space. Then, when it prompts you to reinstall Grub, you say yes, and it will detect the Windows partition, and then you will once again have a bootable system, and you'll be able to boot either Windows or the new version of Linux that you have installed. If I can say one final thing as you're doing this, of course it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Make sure that everything that's on that computer is backed up. Preferably, here's what I would do, is I would use Clonezilla to create a clone image of the entire computer first, so that if, for some reason, whoops, I accidentally deleted one of the Windows partitions and now I can't get Windows back, then you can revert back and you can start over again and you've lost absolutely nothing but your time. 
So that's what I would do as a clonezilla image. If you can't do that, if you don't have, say, the space to hold the image, then I would at least back up your personal files so that if all went bad, you'd still have your files and you wouldn't have lost anything. Very, very important. So. Good luck and let us know. Okay. I have another question from Sean. How many more can we get in here? Okay. This is from Sean. That was for Tennessee Frank, by the way. Oh, yes, it was. I didn't mention that, didn't I? What? Yeah. That was for Tennessee Frank. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I was talking about the clapping. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this is from Sean. Watched your show 350 almost. The exact same problem, except I can boot three versions back. The current versions give me no slash TMP file or super block is bad or it hangs with a message about encrypted something. I only see that because of the splash page goes away when I hit the escape key. Currently, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to just back up to okay, episode 350. What on earth are we talking about? Fix a broken Linux with ch root. Okay, that was when Hillary was here. Episode 350, excellent episode. I recommend that you watch it. A lot of fun for geeks. Okay, okay so, so what's going on? Currently, I am Ubuntu 14.4 with uh, XFCE. Okay, XFCE. Yeah, what he said. I grabbed my home directory and packages from Synaptic. Yeah. Uh, teared the home uh, directory after deleting the trash and learning how not to tar my Dropbox folder, which is under Home, Sean, etc. Everything is safely on a thumb drive. I also got the Synaptic script to load all installed programs back in. I'm oh, considering okay. killing my partitions. I downloaded and used uh, to no avail test disk from Hiram's uh, recovery CD, etc., etc. Next weekend, I might uh, tackle that. But I did think how timely 350 was. I have uh, been seeing and using oh, cool. some of those commands in a lot of posts. And that's from... Uh, from Sean. Okay, well, yeah. Sean, so it's just a kind of a, hey, I saw the episode, and it was really timely. I think it's amazing how sometimes that happens, where it's, you know, it just happens to be the right episode for you at the time. How wonderful is that? I mean, that was just June 3rd, and here we are. It's July 15th, so yeah. just, just a little over a month ago that we did that feature. And, and it's something that I was kind of putting off for some time because uh, it's, it's, it was very technical. And sometimes it's tough to get into technical topics like that. But uh, glad that that was able to help you. And it uh, sounds like you've got things going. The one thing I'll comment about your comment is do not, please do not, this goes for everybody, do not use Flash Media to store your files as its own copy. Okay. So you mentioned that you've kind of backed up to a flash drive in order to wipe out your computer and rebuild your computer and then expect to be able to copy back. Well, Flash Media is very unreliable. I mean, you could stick stuff on an SD card. You could stick stuff on a USB stick. And that thing could just stop working halfway through the transfer and you've lost everything. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Use a proper spinning drive for your backup. And then that way, worst case scenario, if it crashes... But I want you to have two of them anyway so that you've got another one. But if it crashes, you can do data recovery on that drive or use test disk to recover some of the files. Yeah, there's really nothing can be done when that stops Not working. a whole lot. The smaller it gets, the more impossible it is to recover uh, with the Flash Media stuff. So that's simply how it is. Do not use it as your lone copy of a file at any given time. They're great for transferring. If I need to give Eric a copy of a file, yeah, I'll give him a copy of the file. And here you go, Eric. Here's the file. You got that spreadsheet? Yeah. Perfect. Here you go. But that is a copy of the one that's sitting on my computer, which is also backed up to my server, which is also backed up off-site. Key stuff right there. So keep All right. Going. We have one minute left. Have you got a real quickie for me? Um, well... Our friend Roy W. Nash has sent hey, a little Roy link to where you can find uh, a bunch of useful ebooks. Really? It's uh, bring yeah. it on. Put that link up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up my email so that I can see this. What do you got? It's noob noobslab dot com. Okay, uh, and, folks, I'm gonna bring this up for you. This looks like a great resource. So it's n o o b s l a b dot com. Says, hey, there should be an ebook here that will suit everybody's needs this comes to us from roy w nash here we go okay close out of there and where are you come on get out of there here we go a collection of free ebooks check it out 
50 cool uses for Command the Command line cheat sheet. That could be handy. That could be great. So, hey, you know what I'll do? I'm going to post the link for you in the show notes for episode number 356. But in the meantime, here it is. Noobslab.com slash 2013 slash 11. There you go. It's up on your screen, but I will post a link for you. It makes it a lot easier if you can just click it. So that's all the time that we have, folks. It's Category 5 Technology TV. Please visit our website, category5.tv, and check out how you can support us uh, as we get ready to move into Studio D as well. Uh, you'll see all that information on our website. Follow the header link or go directly there, cat5.tv slash studio. Well, thank you for having us over for the last hour. Thank you very yeah. much. And uh, I hope that that was a lot more fun than uh, just having an extra hour in the ball pit. But uh, <laughs> have a great week, everyone. Buddy, always ah, a pleasure. Hey. Always a pleasure. Fun to be here. You. Yeah. And uh, I will see you next week. Sasha Dermatis is going to be here. And she's going to be bringing in her laptop, telling us how much she loves Linux. And we are going to build her a website. How cool is that? How cool is that? <coughs> Learn all about it next week on Category 5 Technology TV. Until then, see ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.